Hey, listeners, do you guys know that the good guys dress in black? Well, remember that. The Black Suits are coming. The Man in Black Trilogy, coming up next. To the Bingers Assemble, I am Chris Wiggins. I'm back from a long break. I am joined once again by downtown Scotty Bauer with the hair and eyes that are brown. What is up, man? What up? Hey, I have a quick question for you guys because I was listening to them on my long drive home uh, from my father of the year duties and getting those Taylor Swift, just getting Disneyland annual passes for my son. You know, you got Taylor Swift tickets. I, I, I could have. Like you're wearing not, a Taylor Swift backwards snap back right now. That's like, well, yeah, because Scott so, bought so many damn tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my, I was driving home and uh, I listened to what I thought, but I wanted to ask the question of you all. Who is the best boy band hip hop group of all time? Are there boy band hip hop groups? Yeah, like Migos. Like I mean, kind of, but before them, or you could count them. Um, I don't want to give away one of the groups that could be it, but like Outkast. How are they? Those dudes are like twenty five. I wouldn't call them a boy band. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Do you guys know how old the boy bands are? They're not outcast old. I mean, I'm maybe. not outcast now, but like outcast was going to outcast was going to court for uh, child support payments by their first album, man. Like, what's going <laughs> okay, on? Well, the, okay, so my I'll give you one better. I'll give you one better. Then I'm gonna go with crisscross. That's okay, a good, one. good call. Good call. Hot that boys. Hot boys. Okay. Okay. Scott doesn't know who hot boys are. I. No, bro. Everyone was will... star shot. They were older. <laughs> the worst. Nah, this Little Wayne was like, still like 17, I think. He was the only young one. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, how, wait. Well, nah, what? I'm pretty sure Turk was probably young, too. Juvenile couldn't have been. I know BG was old as dirt, but I know. Yeah, uh, yeah Ju- Juvie couldn't have been that much older. This is the worst intro ever, by the way. Just okay. FYI. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bone Thugs. Bone Thugs in Harmony, Ohio's own. All right, we're, we're with it. Going with the genre. Cleveland. <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right, let me intro everybody else here. We got the Mexican sidewinder, the kid who brings uh, Latino mid heat, Mikey Padilla. What's happening? Nah, I'm, I'm bringing all the Latino heat, lukewarm, Latino lukewarm, the LLW. <laughs> all right. Also, nah, but I'm happy. Uh-huh. To, I'm happy to be here, man. It's your boy. Yeah, we're yeah, glad yeah, we're, we're about to get it. We're glad to have you back. And as always, we got the Fashion Nova, the man who knows how to raid every single swap meet or bazaar to get some Jordans. That's our main man. Uh, moves in silence. Demetrius Washington. What's popping, D? Yeah, what's up? What's up? Yeah, bro. I just got the Amamanera Jordan for us this morning. So that was a big yeah. cop. Uh, well, look, we're trying to come up. Really you buy for everybody here? You guys can't really see the camera, but he's actually already in line to get the uh, the new Jordan 1 release. Yeah. He's on his, mo- yeah. he's on his mobile. Phone shoot hit. I think it should be a... a- Bro, I got like five emails, five different emails, and like five different raffles. Like, yeah, if I don't hit, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah, it's almost like Air Jordan is one of our ads right now. As much as we're talking about it, I'm telling you. Nevertheless, you want to know what's in high demand, and you want to know what people line up to see. Aliens, and I'm talking about them aliens that descend upon New York. Of course, we're doing the Men in Black trilogy. Uh, look. You know, I know how we we, we typically start these out where uh, I rattle off a bunch of numbers. 
Um, but we understand people don't want to hear about that because, you, you know, they think that we just go to Wikipedia. But, no, we go to IMDb, and I pay, for, like, extra to find out stuff. And then, um, all right, let's get thoughts in general on one, two, and three as a story. What were your thoughts? First, you first see number one. You finished seeing number three. What were your thoughts, initial impressions? Number one was good. I feel like for the era that we were in, in the late 90s, we were definitely facing a lot of alien films, but it was it wasn't played out. It was cool. And I feel like the movie was a good mix of like sci-fi and comedy. Number two, I think there was a lot of expectation for it um, because, you know, you're piggybacking off of a film that was well-received and I feel like it was kind of a letdown. And then number three comes out like, what, 10 years later? And I feel mm-hmm. like people went to go see it based off of the nostalgia from the first film. And I feel like number three kind of brought it back, you know, like, they were able to kind of reel people back in and say, hey, like, we kind of blew it on that last one. This storyline's going to be a little bit better. And then I feel like they probably, you know, fumbled the ball again with International because I don't know anybody that again, watched that. We, in the history of our podcast, International doesn't count, just FYI. So you don't need to well, make we'll we'll it. anyway. All right, that's fine. Well, All right. That counts then. Demetrius. I feel like the, the third one came out way too late. Um... You know, I feel like it got to the point where a lot of people, you know, the OGs, you know, we watched it in our childhood. You know, we're all, we're older, so it's like, oh, there's a, another Men in Black coming out so many years later. You know, uh, me, I was kind of un, uninterested in it by then. But um, I felt like, you know, it, it should, the third one could have been sooner. Um, I love the first one. The first one was, you no, know, it was new. It was fresh. You know, you got Will Smith in a, in a sci-fi film, um, Blasting Aliens. You know, it was dope movie. Number two was all right. You know, um, could have been, could have, could have, could have added more um, to Will's background in number two. I felt like, you know. Yeah. I, so I do. You know, I, let me, if I can jump in really quickly. So. I was going to have this, but I was going to have this a little later on in one of our awards, but I think it's good to talk about it now. Did Will Smith have, or did Agent J, James, what's his name, James Daryl Edwards or so? Yeah. Did he have a family? Or uh, let's did get to he that later. I think, well, you get is, that? Okay. I think it's a good, I think it's a good pin. It's a good, it's a good drop to talk about. Okay. It. So do you think the success from Men in Black Affected him not taking a role in the Matrix in '99. Uh, so good, good question. I, so I would, I would, I see where you're going with that. I would say yes, based on where you're going, but based on the knowledge, um, the the script that they gave him for the Matrix, the directors and producers said that it was a shitty script, and that when they pitched it to him, they're like, nobody would have taken this. He suggested rewrites, and then he still decided to do Wild Wild West. And then based on the rewrites, that's they're able to get Lawrence Fishburne and. Uh, and Keanu uh, Reeves, yeah. So the it was a disaster. Apparently, uh, multiple people that were in the room said that it was probably one of the worst pitches they've ever seen that they've ever seen or given in their life. So I could see where this for a normal person they might be worried worried about typecasting. I venture to say you get a you get a number one album, a Grammy, and then they're like you're the go to guy for sci fi. Um, you're not going to be worried about taking the Matrix, like yeah. I mean, he did Wild Wild West. Do you think Will didn't want to get caught up in that realm either as the, the yeah. sci-fi guy? 
Well, no, I mean, I think he did because he continued to go back to it. Probably the writers of The Matrix were going through a huge gender confusion issue at the time and didn't know how to write the love story within a sci-fi movie at all. That's probably why it was terrible. And then when they learned how to write it well, the Wachowskis have now transitioned. That was the beginning of it, by the way. I think that's a deep cut. But anyway, I'm a Matrix. I I low-key agree with that. What I was going to say was that he did technically make quite a few sci-fi films after that. I mean, I robot, I am legend, you know, they all kind of fall within that realm. My thought process is that maybe he was just too busy. I mean, if you think about it within the whole time frame of men in black and when the matrix released, he had also then released wild, wild west. And then he did enemy, enemy of the state, which was yeah. also a big movie. Yeah. Which also shout out to Will Smith. Cause I feel like men in black kind of kicked off his pairing with an older white, white uh, famous actor, you know, because yeah. he did Enemy of the State what, with Gene Hackman and also yeah. killed that. What's his best pairing with an older white actor? Not Gene Hackman. Yeah, what's Gene Hackman? Yeah, what's his okay, best pairing with an older white actor? Okay, what's his best Whoa. pairing with an older white actor? This Enemy of the State. Um, does Kevin Klein count as an older white actor, or yeah. is he just like Scott, where he's like, like slightly middle aged and weird? He's like, he's going to look the same age between 37 and 57. John Voight uh, from Ali. That's a good Um, one. Bruce Davidson. Enemy of the State, John Voight. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He signed on. He's like, yeah. He goes, there might be a black president one day, and this guy, uh, Will Smith, is getting too big. I'll definitely go against him. All right. Um, (laughs) That's exactly. All right. Bruce Davidson from. uh, Eva Mendes. (laughs) <laughs> I like that pairing too. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Bruce Davidson from iRobot and the farmer from Babe from iRobot. Um, and then I guess he stopped with the older white actors after iRobot. No. And Joey Pants uh, counts as an older actor always. No, so what's then the best he just per- became the star. He didn't have to rely. You on didn't have to. Okay. Else. All right. Yeah. Okay. Like I so do, his, maybe this one. All right. This is best pairing. It's the most iconic pairing with an older white guy. Well, I think it's also the best older white guy ever. I mean, nothing against Gene Hackman. I like him, but like Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones might be in my top five all time at the end of it. I don't know if he is yet, but he might be at the end of it. I don't know. Woody, yeah. Woody Harrelson might knock him out or something, but we'll see. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk a little Tommy Lee Jones here. So no, no one, only Scott wanted to answer his uh, the older white actor thingy. So let's talk a little Tommy Lee Jones here. <laughs> uh, look, is this his – okay. I'm not going to say it's his best performance, but is this the best movie he's been in? No. no. Okay. No. Okay. What do y'all have? Y'all just can't just say no and then not say anything. I mean, okay. No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. God, this is a bad so question. So good. That's Demetrius. like one in one A. All right. Demetrius, what do you got? Batman Forever. Good Lord. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, bro, all right. Those this... don't remember, but we, we, we shredded that Joker, movie. Bro. What's I mean, up? Okay. Uh, let me ask you this. I was saying we shredded that movie when we did the Batman trilogy, <laughs> the Christopher yeah. Nolan films. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, look, did this movie re-energize Tommy Lee Jones' career? Because right, I would say it put me... him in a different. It put him in a different light. Okay, and let me re- and yeah. let me let me clarify what I mean by that. He got the act. He got the Oscar. Sorry, he got the Oscar for The Fugitive. Great movie, obviously. Then he follows that up with some stinkers, right? And I know it's only a short time frame, but look, Batman Forever, this is just a stinker. Um, Scott, uh, what's Scott? What's that movie you like? Uh, the Good Old Boys. 
It's a the TV film. Uh, it's re- it's really awful. Uh, no, it's a western. Oh um, yeah, that one's. He did a lot of like western type films. Yeah, blown That's away. The way he was typecasted. What about U.S. Uh, Marshals? Uh, that came Great out to this. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was I what ninety eight. Yeah, I think that this movie led to him being able to do the sequel to The Fugitive being U.S. Marshals, and then that led to him being able to do uh, Double Jeopardy after that, if y'all remember that, and then Space yep. Cowboys. And then uh, he's, he's, he went back to doing some stinkers. I think he had a lot of Westerns after that, and then No Country for Old Men is obviously a Western. Um, and then he kind of felt – I mean, he just felt like he disappeared. Going into the camera. There was no other actors to- like movie together it was just it was so bad yeah the little boot the uh, showing the bat booty too at the beginning yeah there was no yeah Yeah. there was like no acting it was just do a character i don't know um so anyway he could have been typecast as the the cop slash cowboy slash uh i don't know authority figure authority figure correct yeah um but moral authority figure generally right where he could have tried to go to like a villain or something like that but well, you didn't, like, under siege like, when he was a the lot villain? Of I, so that's my point. He, like, what? he kind of had to navigate this whole... He could have been... Ty- my point is he could have been typecast, and mm-hmm. only as a typecast, and that was it, his whole movie career. But he, like, he, he did work and expand into other stuff, which made him even better. His best movie... Not his best performance. His best movie he was ever in, I think, is Fugitive, because I just okay. think that's... Well, I think that's his best performance, time. too. I think his better performance is No Country for Old Men. I truly oh, really? do. Like when he yes. barely does anything? Well, Scott, you want to defund the police. So like he narrated the like movie the, too. Well, I know. You want cops like Tommy Lee Jones where they're about to retire. They can't do shit. Don't move around. They He does three things. Oh, yes. He speaks Spanish. <laughs> then he talks really well. He goes, yeah. He is yeah, a he fluent speaks, Spanish speaker. Yes, yeah, yes, he is a fluent in that movie at 93%. Well, that's a great movie, yeah. but he didn't do anything. Like, Demetrius, if your house is getting robbed, do you want Tommy Lee Jones from No Country for Old Men as the lead detective on the case? <laughs> Probably not, but. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, if you want to stop. But if it were a mystery, like, if there's a mystery that needed to be solved. I don't want his No Country. No, he was a worthless detective. He's close to a pension in that. He found the whole thing. He didn't stop yeah. anything. With no clues. What did he find? Uh, the milk. That milk's still sweating. He's a better detective in this <laughs> than he was for No Country for Old Men. Well, okay. sure. He, all right, so let me let me give y'all search <laughs> at least twelve apparatuses that were. All right, let me let me give y'all my thoughts on the the look. I remember I was a big Will Smith guy, right? Just still am, right? But in the nineties, you're eight, nine years old. Nerd. Will Smith's just cool as fuck. I know. Uh, and look, slap turned you off or what? No, I didn't. Not at all. Uh, Maybe respect <laughs> him more. Um, what do you call it? So look, it's uh, you know, Will Smith's I just cool. That, actually. Yeah, I was like, all right, finally, <laughs> right? Um. You've heard rumor. You heard rumors that off camera that he's a really nice guy, but that he he'll knock the shit out of you. So I was like, right, I'm not, I'm not turned off by this. Uh, look, I'm still immature. Uh, but anyways, no, look, you're you're 90s. Fresh Prince goes off air. I didn't see Independence Day until well after. I think I don't think I saw Independence Day until after Wild Wild West, to be honest. So um, I was like, Mom, I really want to see something. Didn't see Bad Boys until later. Actually, the first Bad Boys, I didn't see that until later. Actually, right. So. My whole frame of reference is Will Smith's music, Summertime, which is just fucking still Knox right now, um, and uh, Fresh Prince. So I was like, I need to see this movie. So I remember we went to the old Albertsons video down on Mission. Uh, Mike knows this one. 
Uh, you go to the Albertsons video store, three dollars. You know, you go get that. Uh, you get some of the chicken, yada yada, right? So uh, come back, right? We watch it, and I go, "Oh my god, what the hell did I just watch?" And like, also this came because my mom, I think she had rented Jurassic Park two weeks before then, right? So I was like, we're on an epic run, right? Like, I was like, this is just great, right? I was like, two cool-ass movies out of nowhere, right? Um, I was like, I love this movie. Then, 97, we're at the Boys and Girls Club, Oceanside, California. Everybody wanted Ray-Bans. Everybody wanted to be Will Smith. Everybody wanted to do the dance. Everybody would run to the teen center to watch the video where Mikey's dancing and everything. Um, Super dope. Never thought that they'd have a number two. Number two comes out. He's on MTV, right? Now, I'm 14 at this point, right? So it's just like, yo, I want to watch. I... It's summertime, June 2nd, whatever. I want to go home. I'm going to watch MTV all every single day because they're going to be in Cancun. They're going to be in Cabo. They're going to be naked women, all types of stuff, right? You might that get a Jaw Roll Nelly performance. What's up? That was a crazy yeah. time. Yeah, right? Yo, it's like, yo, right? They got they got tech money, right? They got Carson Daly out there, right? And I'm like, yo, I'm going to watch this. And then nighttime, we're going to turn over to BET after dark, right? So, anyways. You got Will Smith coming on like jet skis, wearing a suit, and then fucking Taina's with them, right? And then they're doing a song, and then he goes, Men in Black 2 is going to come out, and blah, 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 yada, yada, right? Also, Demetrius, uh, you might like this. Two two people that were made a cameo in Men in Black 2 are the first two black people to ever go to space. Um, and I learned that because uh, Will was on TRL, like riding the jet ski with a super soaker, and he, was, and he told Carson Daly that, and he said, I want to make sure you get that in. Um, you know, I watch it. Demetrius like that. Well, because you don't like when black people go to space. Remember, you didn't like what happened. You you were really happy with what happened with Ronald McNair during the Challenger disaster. Oh, God. Where's your video at, by the way? Too soon. I'm coming back. It's been like 36 years. Okay, never. No, Scott. Scott. Scott's a big Ronald McNair fan. He's never going to turn his camera on now. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't want the guy. Scott likes Lando Calrissian. He doesn't mind black folks in space. I felt Um, so judged last time I. Last time I. Took a puff, so I had to take my camera off. Nice. You could have just not said that. But all right. Uh, anyways, so look, I, finishing watching, you know, two, I'm like, eh, right? He used, like, one of the quotes from The Rock about he's going to lay the smackdown on someone's candy ass. I thought that was cool, but I was like, eh. Number three comes out, right? I go to see it midnight showing. I'm like, I love it. This is a great movie. My thoughts on this this trilogy, this story is this. I didn't notice this when I first watched number one. One, two, and three is the story of Agent K. Um, You know, we learn Will's character. The origin story for Will is three, though. That's Jay. true. That's yes. Number, yes. In a way, the origin- that's how they flipped it. That's what. Okay, that's yeah. how they got me. Yeah, okay. They so they didn't get you till the end. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. So one, two, and three. For me, this is. I didn't notice this one because you like, oh, Will Smith's a cool one, right? Um, Tommy Lee Jones. After every rewatch of all three movies, uh, Tommy Lee Jones comes out as the more likable person. I find myself now want rather being Agent K. Um, and you look at the story, right? Number one, you're like, okay, well, it's all about the fish out of water thing, right? But the subtle hints that they have in it, uh, it's about Agent K. Like one one scene that sticks out, right? Um, and I'm gonna, uh, I think I may have texted some of you about this weeks ago, right? But one thing that sticks out is when he's recruiting Will. They go and sit on the bench, and you see the World Trade Center. A great shot, like uh, like re- like R.I.P. World Trade Center, obviously. Dude, there were um, so many World Trade Center shots in that movie. It was yes, so good. Yes, it, yeah. Um, they're sitting on the bench. Will has his red coat on, right? Um, one thing that struck me, and I keep rewatching. He uh, Will tells them, right? Great model, great dialogue they're having, right? Um, and I know Scott probably knows it word for word, but one of the things is uh, Will ask him, "What's the catch?" 
then Agent K goes in full on uh, full on fugitive mode, right? He goes, well, the catch goes, <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sever um, all human contact and every relationship. Nobody will know that you exist. Then he he stops and he says, ever. The acting from Tommy Lee Jones right in there. It makes sense when you learn, when you think about how, when he said there's some dumb hick and six agents, uh, just like some, some guy was going on a date, some dumb hick was going on a date, and he's going in the cornfield, right, and he teams up with six agents. Obviously, you know that's Tommy Lee Jones. If you don't know, like, you're stupid because the picture looks just like Tommy Lee Jones, right? And he um, gave the alien flowers. Yeah, yeah, that part, right? Oh, and then, you gave that tall guy some flowers. Yeah, you gave that nice tall man some flowers. <laughs> and then later on, when he's he's zooming in on his on the woman or whatever, right? And then Wills goes to him. You know, he did, you know what they say? It's better to love or it's better to to love and have lost than to never have loved at all, right? And he goes, try it, right? And will and like mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones trying to keep his composure while he clicks out of the thing. And then at the end of the movie, obviously he goes back to he goes back to his woman and yada yada, right? Um, all of this, right? Uh, you know, I overlooked it or whatever. I was like, oh, that sucks. He's gonna lose his partner. Who cares? Will Smith's a bad age. He's a dope agent, right? Like, he's a badass, right? This is this whole thing is about telling the story of how Agent K came to be Agent K, right? He's a young uh, agent with city miles on him, right? As Will Smith says in number three, um, and his torment and his demeanor, right? Because Agent like number three, they're trying to figure out why he's always so down and sullen. We learn the reason why, right? And then you get to think like. He's doing this in, in this crazy thing where he's protecting the world from themselves, of them knowing what aliens or aliens are, so that they the, don't panic the and become three dangerous. Three-letter word for Agent K. Should we say what the three-letter word is for Agent K? Agent K. Sure. What's the dad? What's the th- dad. Okay. I don't think he had a kid in the movie, did he? What, That's Will's the whole end of three. Yes. Not what? really, but he's playing the role. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't Wait, know. Wait, did I spoil like... it, Mike? Are we? Were we going to? No, say that later? but I was going to piggyback off of that because to the scene that Wiggins was talking about, where they're on the bench as he walks mm-hmm. away, uh, Will Smith asks him, "Like, hey, is it really is it worth, worth it? it? Yeah. He goes, oh yeah, it's worth it if you're strong enough. Where do you think Agent Back K walked? Five eighteen Battery Park. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, do they live in the MIB building? Like, is it like dorms for all the agents or what? Dude, I've Probably. lived in buildings with better security guards than that guy. Yeah, they got, like, some black guy who's just, like, trying to get his <laughs> retirement. And, like, he doesn't really check anyone's ID when they come in either. Like, It's a Jimmy... gigantic fan. Like, it's the joke is that's how lazy he is. Like, okay, all right, yeah. Like... <laughs> Demetrius, would you work at the MIB building with that kind of security? Um... Oh, he's like, yeah. Everyone has, you know, those... Cool guns and all that, so they're pretty safe. Okay, so like, but you're applying for a job for a secret agency, and you walk in, and there's a security guard who doesn't want to get up, and he has a big fan. Are you gonna like let me continue with the interview, or maybe turn around <laughs> and like this big white building with nothing in it and this lazy security guard? They just letting the man get his pension. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, it makes it look really boring place. Like it's not even worth guarding, basically. Yeah, basically. yeah. Okay, so I, I have a great moral question for you. For all of you here. Is MIB selfish? Let me ask you why I'm asking this. They keep this, they keep the existence of aliens from people. They hide what's called what's monumental human discovery. Um, they take the alien technology and make patents like microwaves and velcro and all this other stuff or whatever, right? 
And obviously they're making money off it or whatever, right? But the, they also zap people's memory and they erode free will. Is it might be selfish? I'm going to say no. Mm. And the reason why I say Statist. that is because... Statist! Nah, so a lot of people kind of have these discussions right now where they basically talk about what people's reactions would be if they were to really find out that aliens exist, right? And so Mm. I think it's more about protecting the population of people that wouldn't know what to do with that information. Seems like the lyrics to the song, Mike. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's a true statement. I mean, patent, taking the technology and, and putting patents on it, I mean, I would say that that part is probably a little selfish, but... Stealing. I mean, if, it's a very <laughs> Thomas Edison-like. Whom he stole it from is canceled. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. <laughs> because of the, the CEO of the Twitter. Of Edison? I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Demetrius, <laughs> is, uh, is Men in Black, are they selfish? Is it a selfish organization? Definitely not. Um, you Dude, know, they the protect hell? the world. God, you know, what? is trying to destroy everything. <laughs> but, man, y'all some Patriot Act loving ass yeah. people on this damn podcast. Everyday citizens going to react to aliens serving them Chinese food. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, all right. So, so I I agree with all both of what they're saying, and I'll add one more. I don't think. Well, I think they're doing both. I don't think they're only guarding the public from understanding, understanding that aliens exist. I think these aliens are like refugees from other places. These people aren't doing like it's almost like uh, the aliens are the Jews under the under the baseboards, and these people are are the people. MIB is like hiding them, in a sense, protecting them not from humans on Earth, but from like all the because it almost seems like it's always someone here, some refugee they're trying to murder. And mm-hmm. it's like this other. You know, no, that's a good point. Yeah, that would kill our. Right, that, planet, that would kill our planet to kill this one thing they hate. All right, that's a good. That, that's a good point. That's, that's, all right, that's actually. And I also wonder why um, K had um, such a soft spot for the aliens. Mm. Like you think he had a soft spot for them? Because he shoots three, that one guy's head off. Right. On number three, when Boris um, killed the guy at. At like some fair fairground or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And um, there was like, uh, were there any tragedies? He's like, oh, the alien died. He's like, human tragedies. You know, okay. It's like, dang, like, you don't care about the aliens. Okay, yeah. all right, good point. Yeah, exactly. all right, yeah, all right. That's fair. Okay, so, um, all right. Let's uh, let, all right. I, I do have a, I do have a very important question. Where does this movie rank? As a New York film, nah. Mm. Like as a trilogy, in a sense. Or yeah, just... where do, yeah, where do, yeah, where does this trilogy okay. rank as, yeah. a, as a yeah? Okay, so the only problem I have with it is the that just... the first one. Okay, on his first day, he's all, he, uh, Agent K takes Agent J to like Newark, New Jersey, oh, yeah. or Newark, or however they say it. Yeah, Newark and. Newark and another good shot of the trade centers down from there, which actually isn't geographically accurate either, but it's mm-hmm. whatever. Just if we're going only by topography, mm-hmm. then they go to upstate New York, which is 914 because it did, it was like 914 Zap It was on the, so that's like Westchester County of New York. Mm-hmm. 
that's four hours on a good day. That's like going yeah. from uh, South Orange County to like Simi Valley. Okay. I mean, yeah. like we got there in 30 minutes. It's not possible. Mm. So, okay. Wait, wait. Did, did and that they was without the, the red button. Oh, that was well, no, the that's button. without the red wait, button. Wait, but the car was already fast right. without the red button, though. No, but not that fast. The red, well, it was only a, what, red button fast. Okay. <laughs> wait, but even when he hops so in the car. The, other than the geography, no. Because okay, you don't think that car was faster than a police cruiser? Aliens. Yeah, okay. It's impossible. I'm just saying that car was clearly faster than a police cruiser because he's a detective and he's used to police cruising. And when he gets into this thing, he's all the money in the world, and you got a four, and you drive a, a four, four POS. POS. <laughs> yeah, new. <laughs> wait, wait, hold up. Old and busted, new and hotness. No, yeah. okay. <laughs> all right, nice. No one really watched number two. They're like, "Fuck this." All right. Uh, well, that's so, right, great so lines. Where does all right? So where does this rank as a New York film, though? All right, I got to hear your rankings. New York films. I don't put it top ten. Okay, no. none of none. Of, none of, all right, so the trilogy as a whole is not top ten. Okay, let let's. I'm gonna throw some out here because I know y'all are just fucking. Y'all, I know y'all can't name nine. New Godfather. Films okay, cool, cool. Okay, Godfather trilogy. All right, we'll put that on the list. Um, how about the day after tomorrow? The day after tomorrow. No, because that starts. Okay, in New York. that's not a New York film. Yeah. Well, isn't this okay? What about Cloverfield? Okay, yes. Okay, so it's Cloverfield is technically a fictional, fictional galaxy that is. Available. I'll throw the Spider-Man. Okay, what the hell do you put the Man in Black? Oh, wait, wait, Man in Wait. First of all, every movie that we wait, every movie is a fictional. We're not ranking documentaries. Every movie is no, a no, fictional. no, 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 no. Fictional city in the sense that it's not New York exactly, just like the Dark Knight trilogy is not New York or London. But no, the, exactly. they are in New York. It's There's a Statue of Liberty in Cloverfield. I know, but I'm it's saying the that those ones are among the Cloverfield galaxy. I'm just saying it doesn't. Okay, whatever. all right, fine. It's a technicality. Right. Spider, all right, Mike has Spider, wait, every Spider-Man or like the specific? Um, like every Spider-Man trilogy or what? Or I guess there's only two Spider-Man trilogies and then a duology. I mean, I guess but... every Spider-Man trilogy yeah. has been a shit ton of them. Yeah, but since we brought up the Twin Towers, um, the original... Like the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie had that scene edited out because it came out around the same time. So for yeah. that reason, I would say it's still nostalgic because it shows a lot of those scenes. Yeah, he's going throughout the city, and okay. the comic books and everything else was based in the city. So okay, all right. So Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire trilogy is up there. What else do we got? Uh, wait, hold on. I'm I'm throwing these out. I don't want y'all bringing up some random ass movies and stuff. Uh, okay, I got the perfect one for y'all. Scott's favorite film, American Gangster. Bro, Ghostbusters. Yes. Okay, Demetrius, I was going to get there. God damn. Are you going to talk about Ghostbusters? Yeah, I was going to get there, but damn, that's too good. <laughs> I read your mind, bro. Okay, Ghostbusters. All right, Ghostbusters. Is Ghostbusters a better New York uh, duology yes. than the Men in Black trilogy? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Gonna auto- okay, God damn. All right. Uh, how about Cop Out? No, I love nah. that. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> Bruce Willis, Tracy Morgan, fantastic movie. It's okay. a funny movie, but nah, I wouldn't put it How about there. Sex in the City? I mean, I didn't give you, I, I give you Juice. Juice. Uh, yeah, that's not I a better New York. That's not a better New York movie than any of the minimum. Nah, you're tripping. Get to those films, but you guys. No, juice, it, it, I'm sorry. Like, 
Yeah. No, those are not better New York films than Gangs of those New York. Those aren't better New York. No, absolutely not. No, that's not on the list. Hell no. That's no. fantastic. Scorsese, no. first of all. Okay. Well, okay. Why is Men in Black? Jack City. Okay. Why is New Black Jack ranking? City is fantastic. Okay. Man, why is New, New Jack City never really mentioned? Yeah, we know they're in New York. Also, Juice barely mentions that they're in New York. Also, we just know that they're in New York. Like, there's not like a lot of Mets fitteds or anything like. Is well, I know, but it's the same thing as New Jack City, where you know it's in New York, but it's not necessarily like American Gangster is definitely a New York film. Like, yeah, American New York is also a New York film because it was when it became New York. Yeah, I know. I just don't like the movie, (laughs) and also it's like the part of New York that's kind of slimy, a lot of racism. You know. Uh, Okay, how about New York? Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, New York, <laughs> New York, New York as a New York film. Oh, okay, no one's seen that. All right, wait, wait, that... wait, the song? No, the the movie from the seventies uh, with the Scorsese film. Okay, all right. Well, are we willing to see that every Scorsese film is probably a better New York film than Men in Black movies, or no? No, no, I wouldn't say everyone. Okay, well, you Let's clearly re- don't think Gangs of New York. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Gangs in New York. All right. Just just because it has it in the title, we'll put it up there. I don't know that it's a better because people probably watch. If it doesn't call Gangs, didn't, so we can't say all of Martin Scorsese movies because that is a Martin. Oh Scorsese. yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're right. Sorry, you're right. Good point. My my apologies on that. Okay. Um. All right. Let's. Okay. Before we get into our awards, let's talk about it. Where does this rank in terms of a sci-fi piece of fiction? Okay, not everybody. Else. I mean, are we talking like a sci-fi comedy or a sci? Just no, like just sci-fi, sci-fi, like a sci-fi, movie. like a sci-fi work of fiction, regardless of genre. Is this one of our first sci-fi genre movies that we've done? I think, right? Yeah, I think it is actually. I mean, I I'd probably, I'd probably rank it towards the bottom half of God, top dude. ten. All right, like nine yeah. or ten. Okay. Mike, do you, hey, Mike, did something? Did Barry Sonnenfeld do something to you? Nah, here's the thing, bro. You're, like, like, you're ranking this low in a lot of things. That's a solid ranking. Mike is way better of a sci-fi fan than I thought he was. Okay, all right. But, so then, bottom, I mean, so, you, so it's like a, a seven, it, eight. Okay, go ahead. When you throw it into a broad category like sci-fi, it's just hard to put it top five. If you were like, oh, where does it rank as a sci-fi comedy? Absolutely, top three. Well, sure. it would be number one as a sci-fi comedy, most likely. I agree. Yeah, because yeah, like Galaxy Quest isn't beating it. I think it's better than The Martian. <laughs> okay, not. What is the okay? So wait. Oh, some, okay, hold on, hold on. The sci does. All right, are we counting movies where science fiction doesn't happen in them? Like, because like The Martian, theoretically, there is a potential for that to actually occur. That's what sci-fi no, is, bro. That's like the definition. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. Would you consider the original Alien movie sci-fi? Yes. There's right. aliens in it. That's how we existed. Well, the Martian, so, that, so the Martian has no aliens in it at all. Like, gra- like to me, oh, Gravity is not gra- Gravity is not a sci-fi film. That's just a science film to, or a pop science film to me. And like, right. same thing with Martian. Demetrius, looks like you're Martian's getting a haircut, by the way. Sci-fi. Martian, Martian, Martian is high. Hard sci-fi. Martian is. Yeah. Martian is. Sci-fi. I think it's a great movie, and it's Absolutely. probably a better movie than all these minute. But I don't like. I don't. For me, sci-fi always means that there's a high level of fiction in it. Like interstellar non-fiction. Is sci-fi, and that's I, I can see that. Yeah. Well, because they go through different galaxies, and like 
yada yada, right? I mean, normal yeah, just taking a little little bit further than the Martian. Okay, the Martian so how do we de- right, how do y'all define yeah. sci-fi then? Um, because mine is basically fiction. It's fiction, unlikely fiction, to actually it's largely based on truth, right? Fiction is largely based on truth, right? And okay. so, in a way, the distinctions of sci-fi become very difficult when you go like horror. So, for instance, Alien could just be a horror film, but it's not because it has aliens. There's science. There's advanced science technology generally in it, right, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then you could go sort of on the fantasy end of science fiction. So something like uh, House of Dragons. The, the rule is that, right, Avatar. So Avatar, that's a tough, okay, how, that's right on the, the border. the fuck is House of Dragons? Is how, that no, sci-fi okay. or is that... How is Game of Thrones a damn sci-fi? I'm not, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's fantasy. What the hell? So once you, generally speaking, once you add dragons, it's sci-fi. <laughs> Except, like, what the hell? and then Mike stole the fucking words out of my mouth, Avatar had dragons. They didn't breathe fire, but they rode on them. Okay, Avatar is strictly sci-fi. sci-fi. You're in a, a symbiote. Or... But they have dragons. Okay, but dra- no. Nah, where did you I come up say... with that? Wait a second. Hold on. Dragons does not. Dragons has nothing to do with sci-fi, though. It can, but dragons no, does not denote sci-fi. Is, the hard rule is that there's wizards and dragons. It's fantasy. If there's aliens and spaceships, it's sci-fi. Like that's the that's the distinction. Okay, yeah. then how did you say House of Dragons was? Has both. Okay, how did you say House of Dragons was sci-fi? Fir- I didn't. I said oh, okay. it's, the, right. it's the nearest. That's why I was describing it as sci-fi being a difficult genre. Okay. I okay. think sci-fi comedy, to your point, yeah, probably one of the best. Okay. Um, so I rank this behind Star Wars, Star Trek. Um, I guess I'll rank it behind Interstellar. Want to. And I'll rank it behind Aliens. And I'll rank it behind Predator, the first one, and Predators ah. 2010. Yes. All right. And Adrian that new Brody, one on Hulu. Right? Yeah, the Alien Brody one. What's up? I said Alien Predator started getting so sloppy. Oh, you know what? And it's behind <laughs> Alien versus Predator, too. I like that movie. Maybe we'll do that one one day. Okay. Right, uh, let's go. Wait, What's up? Wasn't there a new one like a couple of years ago? The Hulu one. Yeah. The, the one Hulu that they're playing yeah, the Mayan. Yeah, it's great. That one best was one good. Of, I thought. Yeah, that's the best one. I see Mike didn't watch it because he's quiet. No, nah, I saw it. I just didn't want to add to the stereotype because it was in it was in Mexico. It's an epic run for Mexico right now. It was an indigenous person. It didn't matter if it was Texas or Mexico. So it's like, I, nah, know, I, I know. I know. Wiggins would say some slick shit. What do you mean? <laughs> First Latino of all, I, di- I just said that it was an epic run for Mesoamerica. <laughs> like this year, very. Like this is the peak run for Mesoamerica. Like, like besides how great the area is in general, like in terms of it on film, right? Between uh, Black Panther two and the Hulu Predator, what the hell is the Predator movie called on Hulu? You know, it, we're not going to give a free promotion, but that movie. I mean, a couple Predator. others, you know, the, like, the Predator. Predator. I say like Apocalypto was also up there. Okay, well, I know that's like so far. Like this is the best. This is probably the You're best film. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like so. Apocalypto is just that, and then nothing like not like Nacho Libre uh, down like doesn't the do service. Predator is also in like Panama with Arnold. Well, I know, but there's only one mess like Greatest indigenous meme of all time. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So we're ranking uh... this at the bottom of the. T- y'all are ranking this consensus on as a consensus since everyone outvoted me. Um, this is bottom of the ten in terms of general sci-fi. Then Wiggins is going to demand a recount. 
No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not Trump or uh, Stacey Abrams. I'm not gonna say that false stuff happened. All right. Lake. Yeah, I'm not Carrie Lake. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and get to our awards here. All right. So, best film of the trilogy. I see number some one. adding shit right now, so we can. Not number one, bro. I yeah, I went with number three. Notes. Okay, I went with number three. It was it was really close between number three and number one for me, but for the reasons that I said previously, that like it took me for I just barely watched number three, but it is so good. I think there's yeah. a decency bias, so I don't want to take it. I think it's one is the best. So I'll say this: I don't have recency bias, but I do have bias of when I saw it, and everybody that hated the first two came out and said that they love number three. And I used to work with this little skinny gene having like early years, skinny gene having guy. And he was like really eclectic. And like, he would, this is the kind of guy that goes, yeah, I don't like sports. And then he heard Vince Scully uh, do baseball. And he came to work every day talking about how he went home and listened to his radio. Didn't know anything that happened to the game, but talked about what he liked about Vince Scully doing baseball. All right. He was like his name. I'm not going to say his name because it's unfair. It's he probably, hey, you, you got to shout out the legend though. Yeah, we love Vince Scully. Um, but he would talk about, oh, the way that he, the, the examples that he gives and blah, blah, blah. And like, he was having like an active boner. And then he would shit on really cool movies and talk about movies like Moon and it's like fucking Proof of Life. Sounds like a hipster. Like yeah, he Definitely is. a hipster. Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyways, he came out. He goes, like he I thinks Forrest Gump is bad or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, he came out and like talking about how great this was. And then everyone else was like, Oh man, I love it. And then over the years I'll send people clips and they go, dude, Chris, what are you doing? I already know this is the best men in black ever. So I, the, I've been conditioned to think that this one is the best. I think as I've gone to rewatch them, it's, if you take the few, I think that the last 10 minutes of number three, unbelievable. It, yeah, unbelievable. The rest of the movie, it's not a lot of action happening. Um, it's a lot of a lot of talking and like folks just going through things and like the humor or what have you. It's like Will Smith's trying to drive all the humor or what have you, and without Tommy Lee Jones there to deadpan it out. And I, I thought Josh Bolin was a effective enough Agent K. I think Josh Hartnett would have been a better yeah. Agent K because he looks just no. like him. He he looks just like him. They but both Josh have the same Hartnett little. Can't make a sound that sounds like him. <laughs> okay, all right, but all right. But he's he's as wooden as uh, he can be as wooden as him. Um but I I think what do you call it? It's well, nevertheless. They should right? have that you should have Thanos it. Josh Brolin's voice. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, Josh Bro- and Josh Hartnett's face, Josh yeah. And and you know Josh at, around this time Josh Hartnett needed this role too. Um anyhow, uh I think that it, what do you call it? Josh Brolin's a highlight of the film, though, right? Because he because he does it. I think he does do generally an effective enough effective enough job as a young Agent K. Um, like I like I think that he, I don't know if they had a scene of him doing Elvis in this or whatever, but I think that would have really sold it for me, to be honest. Um, or of him listening to Elvis. So I think that the last ten minutes of it really outshine the rest of the movie, and I think that those last ten minutes are the highest of highs for the whole trilogy in general. Uh, looks like Mike left. Um. So I, I think number three, probably like a little bit biased or whatever because of uh, the influence from when it came out, right? But one is probably, hey, if I'm going to watch one of them or whatever and I have two hours to spare, I'll probably put on number one. You're almost convincing me number three is the best. Good. Because, I like this. Like, All right. I'm, I'm saying I'm biased, but I'm like, I thought Josh Brolin was so amazing in it. Tommy Lee was like 73 in that movie or something. Not, not Maybe not that, but he was old. Yeah. 
So the fact that Brolin could do that part, but the part that needed to be done was like that acting, like obviously he probably didn't do his own stunts, but like you're up in the air. There was like action sequences. Like mm-hmm. that was Cape Canaveral. They were climbing a fucking yeah. space shuttle. It was awesome. <laughs> also, here's, so good. here's my other thing with number three. They probably had the, I thought this was the coolest scene in the whole trilogy is when uh, Scott, who's that guy that seems like he would hang out with you and he wore the, uh, stuff on his head and he can predict the future when he's going through those different scenarios or what have you. I thought that that was the coolest fucking shit. Even when it came out, I was like, this is so fucking dope. Right. Um, I went and I went in, ran to the theater. Cause I, I watched the midnight showing, ran into the other theater where it's played 30 minutes later, waited to time it. I had my ear to the door, went into that theater so I can see the scene again. And then I left after that. So, um, and then upon rewatch, I tried to, yeah, dude, I was like, well, well, number one, it was confusing what he was saying, but it was also smart, and I don't want to seem stupid. This is the darkest thing I've ever heard in my life. You're recreating yeah, Will's like, time warp scene. <laughs> well, dude, when he's talking about the different he scenarios and how they play out. He has his own little time machine thing. Well, no, I, I had a time machine. Uh, I, I had the VHS, and I watched the end of tape one, if you know what I mean, multiple times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raw spot there. <laughs> yeah, a little rough uh, batch. Uh, Mike, welcome back. Uh, okay, so Mike, I just uh, Scott agrees with me that three probably might be the best now. He convinced me. Oh, all of a sudden he changed his mind. It's because of Josh Brolin's performance. Unbelievable. Mm. We talked about the Cape Canaveral on the fucking space shuttle scene. Unbelievable. Tommy Lee was like 74 years old. He couldn't have done those stunts. PSH award. Ooh. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman? Wait, what's the I wait? felt like that's. That's well, the th- same kind of character, like a okay. really good. You're the character you're playing, like awesomely. Always. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but you All can't right, be I'm a lead it. man, like. What? But didn't Philip Seymour Hoffman become a lead man? And the master, who's ever even seen that? I well, no, Tr- Capo- and Capote and Men in Black Three, or no, not Men in Black. Sorry, Mission Impossible Three. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mission Impossible. <laughs> he was pretty good, not the lead guy in Mission Impossible Three, but he's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, that's so character. that's exactly the role I described. A character actor is amazing at it. Okay, worst film of the trilogy. I don't think we need to go over this too much. Number two is just awful. Like, it, it, look, God. I, I like I said the one thing we all agree on. Yeah, yeah, like Men in Black Two. The only thing cool about it was the car got better, and you know, there's a Michael Jackson appearance, and like the Michael Jackson cameo was cool. Yeah, like, I got a shot. All right, it's just all right. No one cares about this, so all right, we'll just go on. All right. <laughs> I think it's just like a woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know, like yeah, we could have had this writer. At the end of the day, like if you know you have you're piggybacking off of already like a successful film and you have the budget for it, mm-hmm. like you can't get someone of that caliber to help out with the writing. Like yeah. I feel like at that point you're just like, hey, you know what? We already have the name. We already have the success. Like we could throw a trash movie out there and we'll still get box office, you know, ratings and, and make the money back. And that's why yeah. to me. Like, I feel like they could have done a better job. money, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like the storyline, I feel like they tried to take it somewhere and it just didn't work. So I'm stone. All right. Stone cold appearance. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. All right, who do y'all got? 
Okay. That's got a good one. Okay. I thought, oh. yeah, okay, yeah, my Stone Cold appearance, I really loved uh, Bill Hader as Andy Warhol in Oh, in nice! Nice! Yeah. Why the fuck? Damn I it! Mean, all right. Fuck, I should have thought of that. Yeah, like, it, Bill Hader, first of all, is one of the, I think, one of the funniest people around, just in general, I think his comedic instincts are incredible. He oh, knows amazing. how to tell. Amazing impressionist. Like, <laughs> yeah, amazing impressionist. Doesn't laugh halfway through his really impression. Good timing. <laughs> True. So, uh, but I think that the fact that they also made him as Andy Warhol just fit the whole vibe of all the movies, right? Because all these weird, famous people are always aliens. Like Elvis wasn't mm-hmm. dead. He just went home, you know? So I just thought it was perfect. And he played it so well. Like as Fun. an agent, he was like, he was like a spy who wanted to get out. Like he was yeah. so great. No, he's amazing. Also, he was a PA on a famous 2002 film. Mike, can you guess what this was? We've mentioned it before. Uh, drop a hint. Spider-Man. I thought it was pretty clear that I was going back to Spider-Man. But yes, Bill Hader was a PA on there. He also tried to be a PA on the original Men in Black, but they wouldn't accept him, uh, is a rumor that I heard. Okay. Uh, so you went Bill Hader. I should have chosen. I thought he was amazing as Andy Warhol and the choice. Uh, I loved it. I put Biz Marquee in number two as he was. Oh. The- okay. What's up? That was mine. What's wrong, Okay, well, yeah, I put it first, too, just FYI. And also, I gave you a chance to speak, but you took forever. There was like a three seconds I said. But why? Why Why are you both of you agreeing that Bismarcky was so good? Well, because, like, first of all, he beatboxes, and it's an and he's iconic for beatboxing. And then to have that in a yeah. movie, and then you get Will Smith beatboxing with him. I thought, yo, this is dope. Plus, he made the post office seem like a cool place to go to, which is not possible like to me a post office is the kind of place that you find fucking uh sarah huckabee sanders at yeah for me my jokes know, aren't landing today down. all right <laughs> sorry like Sarah, I mean, you uh, I mean, you chose to forget you. about her and then you brought her back well i mean she okay. also can't see so okay yeah that's true yeah that was a bad joke all right demetrius go ahead save me um yeah it was just like for me personally with hip-hop being one of my you know first loves um, Biz Marquis, definitely a pioneer, you know, with, you know, the New York scene of, of hip hop and um, his, you know, his way to create beats with his mouth was just insane. You know, he's a legend, rest in peace. And when I, when I, um, number two came out as a, as a, when I, when we were kids, um, that was the main thing that, that stood out to me from the movie was that I, I, I will always love that scene. Okay. I thought you would have picked it, Nick Cannon. <laughs> the All baby right. maker? Mike, who do you got? <laughs> Mike, who do you got for Stone Cold appearance? I mean, I was gonna shout out uh Bismarcky as well. Alright. First of there all, rest go. in peace, Bismarcky, but I I think that beatboxing scene and it just added a little more flavor to the movie, you know, because yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Will Smith as a rapper, but everybody clowns on him as a rapper because he doesn't curse. So yeah. you get someone with a little more credibility like Bismarcky. And I feel like it just kind of added more to it. I'm not saying he's a bad rapper, Will Smith, because I think Summertime is, is definitely a classic. Same with, like, parents just don't understand. He but, did a know. duet with Bismarcky in the scene that you talked about, and he, like, held his own. Will Smith's dope, dude. Like, yeah, no, I know. That's, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But, like, you know, like, people do tend to shit on him um, as a rapper. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Eminem. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, okay. He don't, he don't get a custom sell records. <laughs> I do. Um, so <laughs> that, all right, let's go a plus casting. Um, I chose, okay, well I, I chose one and then someone wrote over it, but all good. Uh, I chose Josh Brolin as young agent K look it's now though Josh Hartnett does look way more like him. Brolin did get the mannerism down and the, his face was old as dirt. Um, and plus, it led to a very great joke. Uh, hey, uh, hey, man, how old are you? 29. Mm, you got some city miles on you. I'm beginning <laughs> to see why we don't talk in the future. Uh, Just, all right. Oh, anyway, right. Okay, all right, so I'm going to have to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to go with uh, Tony Shalhoub. Ooh, nice. Nice. As, uh, was it Jeebs? He played Jack Jeebs, yeah. Better known as the guy who uh, gets his head shot off and it regrows, but um, yeah. the this, big reason this... why I also want to shout out his character is because he also played a pivotal role in the cartoon series. Yeah, he did. And yes, yes. So yeah, I feel like that. I agree. That deserves. Yeah, his character also that deserves looked... an award within itself. His uh, character in the movie, at, at, or sorry, the car- cartoon they and they completely uh, made it so because I don't think K and J look like each other in. Uh, the cartoon, but or they don't look like the real life counterparts. I think Jeebs they matched it perfectly. Yeah, they matched it well. He yeah. doesn't really play a role in number three, but they do show him like in a poster or something. So it's kind of yes. like he's there, but he's not really there. Let's go to best moment. All right, so I got two. Um, I know that we hate on part two, but <laughs> there's a scene. In the film where um, basically Jay and Kay are together and the car pulls up with the self-driver and then the driver basically uh, goes into the steering wheel, like the horn, and then Kay asks him, like, oh, hey, does that come standard? And Will Smith says, well, he came with a black guy, but he kept getting pulled over. (laughs) That, to me, was... (laughs) Classic. That, to me, was the funniest scene in the movie. My only problem with it was, like, when they're previewing movies at the movie theater and they keep playing those out because they're the funniest yeah. scenes in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. feel like they destroyed that scene. What was hilarious, like the first two times it was you saw so good, it, then wasn't funny when you saw it 10 times throughout all the previews. I the just laughed when you movie. said it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause it's been a while, but like at that point <laughs> in time, you're like, all right, bro, I, I, I realize. So that's one. And then the other one, um, I just like the scene in general was uh, where Will gets introduced to the Neuralizer. So they go upstate to uh, Edgar's house Mm -hmm. um, and they're talking to his wife, Beatrice, and uh, Kay basically neuralizes her. And then Will Smith is like, wait, why are you telling her these things? And (laughs) wait, so you're telling me that, you know, you're creating a new memory for her. And, uh, you know, so they start going back and forth and like the memories and at the end, Basically, Will Smith tells her, like, yeah, you go into the city because he left you for another girl, and you need to find some new interior decorations because, <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, that funny. wallpaper was not it. Yeah. yeah I know. Also, all right. So, all right. Did y'all make the connection when, they, when they're at their house and she offers lemonade and Will can't drink it? Did y'all make the connection to earlier in the movie? Uh, all the sugar was gone. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, I was looking yeah. at it, and I was like, 
huh? And like, I went and remembered that the sugar scene happened, right? And I go, all right, I guess as he did make a face as though it was bitter, and that would make sense because she gave all the sugar to old boy as he drank the sugar water. Yeah. So good call. More. Yeah. More. Lemonade. And the, you know the water. <laughs> they got that Flint, they got okay, that Flint so the water. Time, yes. The whole time that was happening, I was also just thinking about like, Kool-Aid packets in the nineties because that was definitely oh, yeah. a thing as well. Oh, like, like you would put the Kool-Aid time. you put the Kool-Aid pow- powder in the water and that shit was bitter and then you had to like pour sugar in there, you're like, nah, this wasn't good. More sugar, more sugar. <laughs> yeah. You know how much sugar was in Kool-Aid juice? We had so many calories. <laughs> so, I was like, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, All right, I so my Kool-Aid, you guys are crazy. <laughs> Uh, my best moment, it's when Agent K blows that disgusting roach to smithereens. Um, look. The whole scene. Say, well, the whole scene, but look. First of all, you're like, Will Smith's about to get his fucking ass whooped because he's a very yeah. incompetent and worthless he agent. He has been getting his ass kicked. Yeah, like. He's good. Like, he could have shoot. So well, yeah. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Very, t- like, I don't, yeah. Awful, mediocre cop, mediocre agent, bad Pretty. aim. Like, he, he was just fast. Like, they basically stereotype, oh, black people are fast. So, we'll make that a uh, part of his character. Uh, so, you're like, oh, you see, you're like. Half the man you are. Yeah. <laughs> so great line. Yeah. Then he says to the yeah, he does. Yeah, Edwards, you're half the man. I, yeah, I am half the man. Maybe he took a break. <laughs> Some of us have a little bit more. Um, look. That roach, okay, first of all, it seemed like that roach, the, what's his name, Edgar is his name? Edgar. Yeah, Edgar. Okay, it seemed like Edgar was winning, and every he was just steps ahead of him the whole movie, and also he's a roach, so it's disgusting, right? He's just vile. strong, yeah. Yeah, cool. okay, but he got, he was a step ahead of them, and just like outsmarted them the whole movie, and then K gets eaten, and you're like, fuck, Will's about to get his ass whooped. You're like, damn, this sucks, right? And then, next thing you know, right? Uh, you know, K, K, like K blow, K blows or blows them up, right? And then doesn't Lauren come in at the end and shoots uh, something else? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. Um, look, best part of the movie because I hated that disgusting ass roach. He was nasty. He was vile. Uh, he and he had roaches. It. I just don't know. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Yeah. So I'm so glad. With to like see three that. seconds yeah. left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. when you, yeah, if you grow up, you have roaches, and you finally get it. Yeah, that was gonna be my question straight up. Uh, uh, yeah, we had roaches. I'm like, I'm like, Chris, you sound traumatized. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had roaches for sure. Just- yeah, I had roaches. We had this place, this con, uh, this condo like brown building, um, back in Norfolk, Virginia, and it was roach infested like crazy. So my sister and I would call it the Roach House. So yeah, it's just yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Like that. Oh, what you had one at a time Once or? Before- like a couple would get in, you know. Okay, no, yeah, it wasn't like that. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Especially in LA, like one will pop up every year. Just yeah, yeah. yeah I, when I lived in Harbor City, when I first moved out of my car and got a place, I lived in Harbor City, and the place was infested with roaches. The whole building, and I had to like have this California Secretary of State Department talk to the landlord in order to get it fumigated. Because I said I'd yeah. sue them for consumer protection violations. And then they only fumigated my house and nobody else's apartment. And so, like, uh, the roaches would be at bay for 25 days. They come back and then they come yeah. fumigate. And then I'd have to, like, stay in my yeah. car for, like, three hours while the 
stuff yeah. cleared. So yeah, roaches are awful. Wiggins' yeah. nickname was Raid. <laughs> yeah, I like that Muhammad. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, so you I, can't I do it. It's, it. You're you're being infested 360 degrees. You know, like you can't can't float borax in the air. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely have PTSD. Yeah. And they have this. All right, let's go. Okay, what did y'all have for best? Uh, Demetrius, did you have or no? Sorry, Demetrius and Scott, best moment. Um, go ahead. I was gonna say when um, Jay uh, finally you know, see his his father, and you know realized that we, everything just came to fruition. Yeah. In the, in the, uh, top top moment, the definitely a top moment of the trilogy. So all right, I, I everybody. Lie, lie, truth or lie? When you all saw that the first time, did you cry or no? Or like a tear? Not like I might have shed a tear uh, too. I didn't. I absolutely did, hundred percent. Yeah, Demetrius, like a tear welled up. It didn't come down, maybe, but it welled up. I didn't cry for that scene, but pursuit of happiness definitely made me cry. (laughs) Oh well, yeah, yeah, geez. I'm not a movie crier. That was a tough one. I'm not a movie crier, but the I did. Bathroom, the bathroom scene on Pursuit of Yeah, yeah, the bathroom Netflix? scene is tough, man. Oh, I cried three times God. in Pursuit of Happiness. Well, I was, li- I was living in bathrooms at the time. Will Smith, uh, I think it's, look, it's point blank. Will Smith does good with dad scenes, all right? Just 100%, yeah. all right? Yeah. Um, hard to agree. Back to the Fresh Prince, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, Pursuit of Happiness, um, you know, just the two of us. Uh, just Will Smith knows how to convey dad scenes for, for some reason, you know. Um, I do. Have as a the son or as the dad. What's up? As the son or yeah, as, as the, the son or yeah, as the son or as the dad. Yeah. Um, I have a question about the that though. So continuity. So in the movie, we he neuralizes young Jay. Does he neuralize him to from age? Two until however old he was, or what? Because Will doesn't remember his dad at all in number three, but when you see him later on, the kid is sentient and enough. He knows how to get out of a shitty Jeep that's for some reason parked on that beach. Um, He knows how to get out of that and ask for his dad or whatever. So he had some kind of memory. How long did Jay or Agent K wipe his memory for? No, everyone thinks I'm talking about I, mean, I don't even know if it's him wiping his memory for like a long period of time, but I feel like for most children, again, going back to trauma, they choose not to remember those things. So if something traumatic happens to him for him losing his dad, you know, as the years go by and he gets older, he just. Well, he yeah, gets... but we're, but we're exactly. talking about well, yeah, exactly like... why I cried. I have a four year old. This is why I cried. Literally, like he what he erased was the face of his dad. As well, he a four-year-old, I swear, I have a, uh, like, no, 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 didn't he, know his, like okay. Bodie, my four-year-old will yeah. remember going to Disneyland. He will remember going to the beach. He will well, remember you got a damn seeing pass. snow taking him fifty time. times a year. Of course, he's gonna remember that. <laughs> well, that too. But I'm just saying, in in the first time, like that impression, yeah. right? Like it was a significant yeah. event. Those are the only memories that are gonna last forever. Because right now, he's still. Like everything he's doing is new. It's like, oh, there's a different color of red today than existed. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. right? So there's so many things. So it's like these deep impressions. What he didn't want was both of those things: the emotional trauma of watching his dad die, and mm-hmm. what that got rid of 
was the face of his father. From well, okay, but he never father. he never saw his dad die though, and he never ever saw the body either. I guess my thing is like he would have had to experience he would have had to experience as a four year old going through that your father just died. Like go to the funeral and like yeah. have your well, mom yeah. whose dad died. Like, so my question or is, they just didn't tell him, and experience. it's like, oh, his dad just never came home. Okay, yeah. So I guess like because of the, the my issue is that earlier in the film he doesn't know anything about his dad. No, I think like, that what I'm saying is I think that means he neuralized the dad away from everybody's existence because the mom couldn't have known. Well, I, didn't say that, I thought it only said days, months, and years. I thought it only said days, months, and years though. On the neuralizer, right? Well, okay. So my point is, no, if okay. you take okay. away no, no, that no one's watching moment, three movies. Okay. All right, Scott. No, 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 Scott, I'm saying, just say I know what you're saying. That's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, like, maybe. He can't. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I have a four-year-old, so it's like I'm. I'm telling I know you, you about. And we love both. Well, no, no, no. Love no. Your days, son. months, years was like. <laughs> okay, days, you. months, years was like an alarm clock. So days meant hours and minutes, dude. You're not going to go hours and minutes on a dial on years. It's a dial. Wait, I, what? It's not only okay. one day. Yeah. Okay, but you could do days, months, or years. It's established that that's the way that you yeah, do it. Yeah, so it could be days, 30 months, days. Years, and hours. So, and minutes. Yeah, you could do 30 days. But that doesn't explain do, how he doesn't. You could do 12 days. So my thing you is could this. do one year. Did he get put in an orphanage or what? Do we think he got put in an orphanage? So answering your question, like at the beginning, where you asked if he has family. Yeah. I feel like we're saving it for this type of discussion. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say no. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that he probably was like an orphan or probably raised by like, you know, distant family because okay, it was so easy for them to clear up his background when he decided to join the agency. Yeah. It's not that also, easy to make someone disappear if they already have a network of friends and family that they're in contact with. Also, here's another, here's great, great, great pull out or call out Mike. So when they're sitting on the bench, do y'all notice what happens in between that scene and when he shows up to the MIB headquarters? Uh, he goes home and thinks about it. No, he doesn't go home and think about it. He stays on the bench the whole stays night. On the bench. And then when it hits day, because it show it shows the time, it shows the time, uh, the the sky Sucker changing, and he's just going like this. Yeah, yeah. And then he's still there. And then the next thing you know, he shows up wearing the exact same thing um, at the headquarters, basically. So it does. And it, let's say that that's a twelve. Let's because it's like what it's dusk when they they're having that convo, right? So the sun is setting. So let's say it's five o'clock. So. Let's give it 14 hours maybe, right? Because he didn't go there at 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, or Sorry, that's redundant. Five, he didn't go there at 5 a.m. He went there at like 8 a.m. maybe, right? So 14 hours, he just basically go, sits on the bench, thinks about this, doesn't feel compelled to go to a bar or go to like a neighborhood watering hole, go talk to some of the like non-fat uh, guys, uh, fellow officers or anything like that, right, or, that are part of his fraternity of cops. Just sits there and he goes, all right, I'm cool enough to make this decision. And, like, doesn't look like anyone checks on him. Correct. Or and, like, no, you don't get any emotional – you don't get any realization that Agent J has emotional baggage or anything like that or any kind of emotional understanding or attachment until num- – what's up? There's definitely an emotional disconnect there due to him, you know, not having his father. And his well, yeah, father. I know. No, I say, you, you know, he felt like, you know, he had nothing to lose. I feel yeah. Like. 
So yeah, so it it it, it, it to Mike's point, that, right? It's he played that character to, his whole my life. Yeah, he, so he was like married to his career, you know. Yeah, because it like and number two, she asked him if it's lonely. Rosario Dawson asked him if it's lonely, and he sort of budges into it, but it's not like enough to make him like reconsider anything, right? And then number three Ooh, is that's when a the good dad point, though. In. So it's like he was going to neuralize her, and then when she asks him that, it almost feels like it hit close to home, and he decides yeah. not to do it. Yeah, so he must have been an orphan then, and like maybe Agent J got rid of his whole memory from like the day he was born, because like it's it is weird that his dad takes him to uh, to this to the space launch in his jeep that they park on the beach or whatever when I don't know. You maybe don't want your son close to so many flumes when you're like, all right, maybe we're going to like do something, the greatest discovery in mankind. We're going to land on the moon. Um, a lot of our rockets fail, but I'm going to go bring my little three year old son here. You know, we weren't that far away from the platform. <laughs> that was not safe for that child to be near. Because, like, when I Boris mean, comes out the still thing, lives, he comes out that little. The thing still went off and the kid was there. <laughs> yeah, okay. That, yeah, that's movie magic. All right. Yeah. So, in the course of this university, yeah, I guess you should. Yeah. All right. But yeah. in real life, that car would have melted. Kay and Boris would have melted. Uh, you know, Maybe. yeah. Yes. The beach would have, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, for one of my favorite awards, and it goes something like this. You know that oh, one. Oh, right? I want that smoke. I want that smoke. Let's just use that one. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is, I love this award. <laughs> I love this award. Who gets that smoke? Mike and Demetrius like fuck. <laughs> Whoever was singing gets that smoke. I thought it yeah, was who wants that smoke. Yeah, who wants that smoke? The alien from the opening scene. Oh, Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. The blue one. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. He nice. wanted all the smoke. But he was also dancing in the video. In the music you know how video. many treaties he just violated. He was. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, okay, also, uh, one question about Mikey. So Mikey is able to do all this stuff, but he can't understand Spanish. Doesn't or pick it up quickly. I thought that was the funny part about it. Well, I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like, he said, no, too fail. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was like, uh, I'm looking for some illegal aliens. That was a good play on words. That's true, yeah. Yeah, more racist cops in number three. All right, no place for that. All right, pulling over Will in his nice car that Will actually did steal, which he admitted to, right? But it wasn't because he's was black. Hilarious. It's because he needed it. So, yeah, fuck those cops. Uh, I'm going to go with the sheriff. the Detroit Darkies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. He didn't, oh, see, God. he didn't like when Chris uh, – we won't say it actually on this. Uh, I was going to use the joke from Bring the Pain on uh, racist team names, but I don't think it's appropriate here. Yeah. Let's just uh, – someone go with the, uh, the sheriff's department that stopped the van. All right, and a 15 – yeah, this. all right. We didn't get that. Never heard of no sector six. They didn't do a damn thing about it, though. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, worthless. In the same uh, way. Uh, like, that's not. what I mean. Like, that's who they're both dealing with that. You know what I mean? Racist white cops. Yeah. They're everywhere. I mean, they <laughs> were about as useful in that scene as Trump's wall. 
yeah, was yeah, to prevent exactly. people. <laughs> um, not who, put, <laughs> who put young Agent O on here? That was me. Okay. Wait, what she are you? That, she was she seemed like she was pretty nice. She wants that smoke. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Get, all right. She can get it. Mm. <laughs> Yo. All right. This is how you know hey, you're two hours. Uh, all right. Top. Let's go to this. <laughs> top. Whoa. Hold on. Oh, that was Alice Eve. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Scott. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's great in Star Trek number two, also. Uh, okay. Yeah. Top villain. I went Boris the Animal. Um, he got the most accomplished, and he had the biggest impact on the trilogy. Yeah, he was a good villain, but I got to go with Edgar. Okay. Wow. He's, he's creepy. Yeah, he was. He's, he's creepy. Guessing. I like the mannerisms what? of the what? actor that played what? him. What's my hat? I'm behind my good. hat. And <laughs> your reaction to just him being a roach says it all. Well, yeah, that's because he's disgusting. Not really. He goes, get your big <laughs> butt back in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your big butt back in. Yeah. <laughs> well, Yo, hey, do that. <laughs> don't do that. Low-key, low-key, I feel like he uh, he would have been an abusive husband. Oh, he he definitely was. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but thank you. I have, um, so yeah, for him... Uh, celebrities on that same alien wall with Danny DeVito because... Uh, so Sylvester Stallone was also like. Oh yeah, he was. Was not Al Roker up there too? Al Roker was there, and I was trying to figure out who was on the left because it almost looked like uh, it was an older white. Like I don't know if it was like a politician or an actor. And oh I was yeah, like, okay. I know who that is? Yeah, I'm trying to down yeah, like I'm trying to like do a screen. We're gonna come back to that. Uh, okay, yeah. so Props it was whoever that- can name that person. I put uh so I put Michael Chernis on here. Um, he was the guy in the video store in number three, and this is right before he blew up in Orange Is the New Black, um, and playing that guy um in Homecoming. Spider Man Homecoming. Video store. Is that the guy with the Back to the Future device, time travel device? Uh, yeah, he's the guy that tells him. He goes, "Hey, be careful in the '60s." He goes, "Why?" He goes, "What specifically happens?" That he goes, "Oh, really wasn't yeah. a good time for your people." That was Obadiah, the yeah, that guy. of the times. Yeah, yeah, Obadiah. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Obadiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right. Yeah, he did go on. Again. Yeah, so I, put- I had um David David Cross, who I was alluding to earlier. He was in. Okay, so like Newt Gingrich kind of fits because he was in. Oh, Newt Gingrich was in there. I, I put David yeah, Newt Gingrich Cross is the guy that Mike Newton. was talking about. No, no, you're right about David Cross. I'm answering Mike's question. Newt Gingrich was the guy Got on the it. video screen, Got the it. old white guy. Okay, that's yeah. okay. Because I was like, I know he's a politician. Thank you. You yeah. win the uh, prize. Yeah. yeah, Scott, go back for the David Cross one. Oh, my bad. I got David. So I got David Cross because um, I felt like he fit the category because I knew of him uh, for. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that show, Mr. Head with Bob Odenkirk? Like a really weird kind oh. of SNL thing. Oh, uh, Mr. Show? And then, Mr. Show. Or Mr. TV, Mr. Show, Mr. Right? Show, yeah. Um, yeah, Mr. Show, yeah. After this, wow, what a... Yeah, he was Newton, uh, which was funny because then he took a bigger part, correct, but he took a bigger part in number two when he was the one who had the video store oh, yeah. that, that uh, they went to. They liked videos there. Anyway, uh, and then, yeah, he went on to become uh, Tobias Funke in Arrested Development. He had a pretty big, like, career after that. 
Yeah, that's a good pull. Yeah, he was the he was the morgue. He was the guy in the morgue. Yeah, he was the guy in the morgue in the first one who got stuck to the Mm -hmm. ceiling of the morgue by the roach when the roach came in and took the cat. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, when he kept like going, and then they kept the same spray, and then correct. So it's the same character, correct, and he's the same character with the same name who now is the conspiracy theorist that Men in Black exist because yeah. he, like, also probably got neuralized a hundred times because he worked also in the morning. Okay, yeah. So I thought it was a really yeah, funny good thing. point. But, yeah, he went on and did, um, yeah, he went on and did uh, some other stuff, too. Who's not winning? <laughs> who needs to call Stella Adler and AFI for bad for their bad acting in here? I went with Nick Cannon, number two, because, number one, Nick Cannon sucks. Um and his acting of hey please don't That's please don't neuralize personal. me what's up you like Nick Cannon no he's trash just I don't find him funny against Nick Cannon bro well yeah. he's not a good comedian he's not a good rapper he's not a good actor you don't like Wild and Out no I, I like I root I root against his team I root against I his like team Wild all the time yeah. Yeah. um I went no, with I root I against his team like he sucks. a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I went with someone who I do like a lot, tremendously, actually, Johnny Knoxville, but his character was so bad. It's scratter. Dude, his character is bad. Oh, it was yeah, so awful. Just, yeah. It was so bad. Yeah, I just so. Uh, I don't think, you know, I think the worst part about it. Him, but like, <laughs> what's that? The worst part, they gave him two heads. So it's uh, like yeah. he already sucks as one talking <laughs> role, twice. and then he's got the second head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, do y'all, now, Mike, did they take, Mike, did they take the uh, second talking head from the TV series? Yeah. Do you remember Agent J had the extra head or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, yeah, right. yeah, I always thought that, that, yeah, I always thought that that was, uh, what do you call it, that they stole it from there. But yeah, yeah, ugh, yeah, you're right. It's awful. Like Tony Shalhoub. Terrible. Shout out to the cartoon, though. Shout out to the WB. Like, people yeah. don't realize how, uh. How underrated WB on Saturday also, mornings was. The cartoon is more like the comic book than the movies is because it's a lot darker. Um, okay, uh, Scott, who do you have for Stella? Uh, or, so you use Johnny Knoxville, uh, Demetrius. You have anyone on the Stella that needs to call Stella Adler or AFI since you think that Nick Cannon is a great actor? You can add Nick Cannon if you want. It's kind of it's kind of hard for me to like point out like terrible acting. Even Nick Cannon? Nothing like really, really like stood out to me as Will Arnett. Atrocious acting. Patrick Warburton. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So let's go with uh, all right. Who could be in the reboot? reboot. I love this award. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to go and kick it off for y'all. Michael B. Jordan and Kevin Spacey. I feel like Michael B. Jordan is a cop. Spacey's canceled, but I think it's good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Well, okay, you can't have Kevin. All right, you can't have Kevin Spacey at the end of number three, obviously. But you can, I mean, okay, Mike. All right, Demetrius, you think Michael B. Jordan is uh, very literal, appropriately, or something? That's a cop out, huh? Michael B. Jordan is a cop out. Okay, would you want to see Jonathan Majors instead? (laughs) Uh, You got the the movie needs to have star power, so it can't just be regular like. Like we're not putting Kofi Shrebro in it. We're not gonna put like fucking like Kevin Kid Powers. Would you say that he would deliver star power? No, that's why I picked Michael B. Jordan. 
Yeah, you got like yeah, I, yeah. Like I'm not gonna put like Chris Red in it or whatever, or what do you call it? You know, or Jay Farrell in it. You know, it's uh, I want yeah. We got to You got to You want put you want to put butts in the seat. You know. So I mean, Demetrius, the, the women, you don't the women like they definitely come out for Michael B. Yeah, would yeah. they come out? Who? All right. So if you weren't gonna choose Michael B. Jordan, who would you choose? Also, we, it doesn't need to but be. You saw guy. you saw what you saw what happened when they threw him at Fantastic Four. Well, that's before that was right before Creed came out, though. So it was, you know, <laughs> Miles Teller was to blame for that I'm one. Saying, bro. <laughs> okay, would you choose a white actor as a younger person and then a black guy as the older one? So like Idris Elba and like Zac Efron, or what? No, I like it. I like it how they how they had it. Okay. Well, I'm saying, yeah. but if we reboot it, you can you can subvert the two. Oh, for my reboot, I pick. Um... <laughs> Jada oh. Smith and Tom Hanks. Oh God! <laughs> Damn, Demetrius, you ain't never gonna. You're gonna yeah, for some reason, I think they will have great chemistry. Jaden Smith. Well, I I feel like nobody would go watch it because they hate Jaden Smith. Who hates Jaden Smith? Most people. The reason they don't like Will is because of Jada and Jaden. From what I hear from people, like Chris Hill. Bro, Jaden is a is a talented guy. I know uh, he is, I, but I'm saying I, a I lot saw, of people dislike I, him. I've seen him perform live. Like, he randomly showed up at a show. Was that? He, he did pretty good. No, I think he's an absolute talent and interesting, but I know people dislike him. I'm not saying it's bad casting. I'm just saying you might not get your money back on the budget. The first time I ever heard that. That people yeah, don't like Jaden? Well, people are always like, oh, he's sticking his kids in the movies, and only one of his kids does has done more than one movie, and that's Jaden. But, yeah. I think. I mean, I do All think right. that that's solid casting. Mike, what do you got? I got uh, Brian Tyree Henry. So for those who don't know who he is, like Scott, uh, he is from Atlanta. He plays Paperboy. Oh. And I think he's good, dry humor. He's funny. Yeah, he would be funny. Yeah. So I would have him play Jay. And then I would, I'm going to shoot you guys like a plot twist right here. Little Dickie as Agent K. Oh, nice. Like if any of you guys watch Dave, like, song on Hulu was good. No Dicky one? is funny, bro. He's, He's funny. Hulu was good. Yeah, shout out to Dave. Yeah. He's like yeah, a way funnier Andy Sam. Yeah. yeah. Brian, yeah, that, <laughs> great call with the Brian. So wait. So Brian Tyree Henry is J and then little Dicky is K. Yeah. Huh, aren't they like the same age? I like this casting, but yeah. Maybe. But you know they can make little Dickie look older. Okay, alright, yeah. It's uh yeah, yeah, okay, all right. I, I always assumed uh Bri- Bri- Brian Tyree. I always uh I mean I don't always or whatever, but I think Bullet Train is uh what uh what's caught my eye with him. And also what do you call it? Uh obviously ATL and also Bill Street. But I guess most people haven't seen right, Bill I- Streets and probably I'll stop. Go ahead. I got one, uh, uh-huh. and I'm gonna flip it. So I'm flipping it. Oh, nice! You guys know what I mean when nice. I say I'm flipping it. Yes, so yes. The young... what I said earlier. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So it's Timothy Timothy Chalamet and oh, Jamie nice. Fox. Oh, and Jamie nice. Fox is the older Asian. Yeah, I think that'd be nice. Fantastic. I like this. This is awesome. 
All right, Scott, I think you win. Not or Zach Braff okay. and Donald Faison, and they just do Scrubs again, but it's not a reboot. No. They just never <laughs> ended it. It still goes on. <laughs> Donald Faison. Yeah, d- look, Demetrius, I, I thought you were going to choose uh, – Demetrius, I thought you were going to go choose uh, Ving Rames and Chase Crawford, yo. But okay. What? <laughs> Ving Rains would have been a. He would have been an interesting oh, one. He, he would have been like a, the character from Baby Boy, you know, okay. the school and the young one. Okay. How, how about Samuel L. Jackson and, and Jeff Goldblum? Samuel L. Jackson. I feel and like Jeff Big Goldblum. Rames. Big Rames from Pulp Fiction, like interrogating an alien. You hear that? You there hear you Billy motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a blowtorch and supply it to your ass. All right, so we don't like the Sam Jackson. Sword. We don't like the Sam Jackson and Jeff Goldblum casting, huh? And a That's reboot, a where it's just like a order on the version. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> train, like ever of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Sam Jackson would be funny, but he'd just be yelling. Yeah, can you imagine Sam Jackson saying that uh, a person is uh, a person is smart and people are stupid? Well, a I can just imagine him like if he putting him in the scene with Mikey, like we do yeah. trying to try to cross the border with that outfit, motherfucker. Yeah, you ain't you ain't this you ain't like tricking nobody. No, no picture team, right? Like, all right, yeah. picture this. Agent J, Agent J shoots the uh, noisy cricket off um, in the middle of like the street or whatever, right? And then the Sam Jackson, motherfucker, don't you ever unload your motherfucking gun in out in public? What the fuck? Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, let's go with. All right. Let's go to famous auditions. All right. So I had a segment for this. Um, Wiggins, you're gonna love this. I can't wait till I hear your commentary, but. Uh, According to Barry Sonnenfeld, because he did an interview a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they're asking him about like some of the movies that he um, he you know participated in during the late nineties. He said that um, Clint Eastwood and Chris O'Donnell were oh, awful, for terrible, Men in Black. garbage. And he claims he claims that uh, he had to take Spielberg out to dinner and talk him out of casting O'Donnell. As Agent J, because he was set on O'Donnell as Agent J. Awful! I'm so and it glad they came down to the point of like, yeah. If this dude Ugh. does that movie, I'm not. I'm not in it. Like, yeah, that's pretty much what he said. Spielberg's a genius for or for or yeah. Spielberg's smart for. Is Spielberg that rejected it, Mike? No, 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 no. It was Sonnenfeld. Okay, Sonnenfeld is a genius. Spielberg, Spielberg wanted O'Donnell to play Agent J. Why? That guy sucks. Yeah, that movie. I guess drop. from what Maybe. he said in the interview, O'Donnell was on a run during like the nineties. Okay, Batman Forever. He was seen as like the hunk. Well, I can see and that. His but words, he sucks. Like, the hunk in the movies. Man, fuck but that no, fool. I, He's weak. I, I, yeah, I think Hoo-wah. nobody wanted and to watch would, that. I mean. Uh, I'm a fan uh, of Clint Eastwood, but I just can't see him playing gay. Like I think, I think they they chose correctly. That's all he would have done the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would have just been grumpy the whole time. Yeah, and his old ass can't do. It. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do that shit. 